You are listening to Becoming Truth, a podcast of guided meditations and excerpts from Jean's upcoming book, The Journey into Deep Memory. Find new episodes of Becoming Truth every Thursday on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, or any podcast listening app, and on Smithers Community Radio, Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. The following story is an excerpt from my newest book, The Journey into Deep Memory. These stories are received through the mists of myth and legends about our origins as souls on earth. The story today is called The Ship of Watchers. I am seeing an ocean. It is an ocean of vibrant, fascinating, brilliant water with clouds of light-filled mist hovering above the surface. It is an ocean that merges seamlessly into the sky on the horizon. I am being plunged under its surface and shown the floor deep below, as if to confirm that it is indeed an ocean. There are sand, rocks at the bottom, and there's no barriers to my senses. I don't remain at the outer boundary of the rock, I enter into it. I am inside the rock, and I'm witnessing its atomic nature. I'm being shown the rock's identity as a tightly bound, densely packed light energy. It is extremely difficult and unsettling to be held here at this frequency. As I am slowly being pulled out of this experience, I hear the elder laughing. That was just the first of the many plunges you will take into the substance of this earth. You will not come to know the world world through words, but rather through experiencing it. I am being brought back up through the water. The water feels similar in texture to my current association with it, but it is more effusive, gaseous, and overflowing with light. I am traveling through shallower water and now arriving at the surface. I understand that I will be shown in detail the nature of this dynamic layer between where the sun's rays reach and the depths where they do not. I am observing the water being actively liberated, dissolved and transformed into infinite tiny sparkles of light. You are watching life being generated. You are witnessing the true action and range of the sun. Even the very rock is a component of the sun. There are many levels of concretion, various frequencies, and different structures of atomic design. Gliding over the water, I see a tremendous ship, much like the one I saw in the last session. This ship is full of beautiful people in long, shining robes. I feel so limited in my sight, so frustratingly human so ill-equipped to perceive and describe the qualities of this astonishing beauty. 
they are luminous people drifting together on this wide, broad, unstable ship. The elder speaks. This ship is a refuge. It is the safest place to be right now. For this entire world is changing. It's rock dissolving, activating, and churning at an increasing pace. There is a great stirring taking place on this planet as it begins to assume the solidness of Earth. These precious beings are safest on the great ship. They're not afraid, for they know what is happening. They are peaceful unperturbed yet acutely conscious watchers. They are witnessing the changes that the earth is undergoing, and they are not at all concerned because they know that it is reconfiguring itself to accommodate life. I'm being brought close to this ship, almost as though I'm standing on its deck. I sense a personal memory arising here, like there's a little blank space amongst all these pictures where I fit. I realized that I was here before. This was me. I hear the murmuring of these people and remember this beautiful language. It is a deep, meandering murmur of continuous and hypnotic sound, like a low-frequency tone. They are capable of speaking simultaneously where everyone speaks and listens all at once. I understand that we are acting as mediators, stabilizing communication between the sun and the earth through our subtle voices and our trusting hearts. We are part of directing what is unfolding here on the changing earth. The elder speaks again. The shaping of what you would currently call a continent, an earth form of solidity, is occurring. This landmass is being sculpted as a mirrored likeness of the divine shape in the galaxy, and it will rise forth from the frothing waters directly aligned with the spine and the energy centers of the earth. Its rivers will flow as veins and reflect the pathways that weave through the stars. There is a very specific site upon this planet where this continent needs to be formed in order to maintain balance and most effectively nurture budding life. This profound process of creation, attunement, and stabilization takes time not a day, not 40 days, but a long, long, long time. It matters not how long it takes, because linear time is not what these life bodies are based on. These life bodies are not fully composed of the sun nor of the earth. They are light-based, delicately cloaked in an earthly in this now. Be in this remembered form so you may know it as a personal memory. I am one of the watchers. 
I have no sense of tiredness, nor surges of energy, only a constant presence. I possess no hunger, only the constant streaming of light through the meridian rivers of my body. I feel no disturbances, such as the need to release or consume anything. I'm being told. These people are quiet. Their robes are energy weaves and are necessary for shielding from the sunlight. They must be protected from the sun in order to modulate the amount of light they receive. These energy shields, which you associate with cloth robes from your present day, are being continually maintained by the beings themselves. They are not a part of the body, but are being created around the body much like your hair is created by your body as a shield of sorts. Hair is, in fact, a remnant of this perpetually weaving shield. These embodiments exist in a steady state of continual quietude and simplicity. With the basic function of witnessing, watching, singing or speaking, both which sound similar. The enjoined vocalizations are a part of what stimulates and orchestrates the Earth's process of creation. Your mind is questioning, why do these ones need a ship? You must understand that as their bodies have begun to collect mass, however, minuscule, they are still affected by gravity and therefore are in need of protection. Protection from gravity and from the activity of the earth as it dissolves and reforms, generating great disruptions. Now as you step away from this body memory, you will be immersed into the landscape so you can see the violence and the turmoil that is in this physical earth as it transforms. And this will further illustrate to you the need for the ship's protection. Witness the liquid fire that is the ultimate driving force at the core and how it pours forth from the heart space of this earth. See the land begin to take shape as lava rises from the center, gradually forging a mass of molten rock. Every mineral is being precipitated. Platinum, iridium, iron, and other elements are now cooling and solidifying into shape on this actively changing and rapidly forming earth mass. The chemistry of the sea and even of the air is not survivable. The great raft, the ship, is nowhere near 
the epicenter of this upheaval. It drifts a safe distance away. As you can see, the development is not perfect in any way, but rather volatile, incomplete, raw and rough. A tremendous phase of fiery transformation. The earth itself is muttering deeply like an old man. The earth is speaking, roaring, being birthed repeatedly, rising to meet the inhabitants of the universe. There are few living organisms that can survive these conditions. But in this moment, you are not a living organism. You are a conscious being, experiencing the Earth's deepest memories. You are here watching beyond your body. And you are in several places right now. In a present day chair. On a ship. And within the halls of the great library, standing on the dark floor. There were times when some of those from the ship would venture on journeys of pure sight. They would explore the terrain of active creation, wondering at the beauty of a silver-blue liquid stream lacing its way through the stone, or the rose-colored gases falling in cascades upon the sea and sweetening the waters. Observed the birth and expansion of oxygen and nitrogen collaborating to create the atmosphere. And they observed the changes occurring within the universe as well. These watchers were full of awe. They flew unbound, leaving their physical forms at will to see the whole universal canvas and to behold it being painted by the Infinite One. They were constantly returning to their true home beyond this earth to listen and to walk amongst their own. They could leave this galaxy, they could move lucidly through time and space. The ship of this memory was bound to eventually dock upon the newly forming land mass. And there it was that these watchers would place their feet, their wonders, and their souls upon solid ground for the first time. Yet for now, here you are again, standing back on the black stone tile floor of the great library in a vast, empty room. The next chapter of the story is called Coming Onto This Land. Silence. 
Silently this domed hall becomes dark and infinitely spacious. I am filled with a calm waiting, as though a dream is about to begin. I know that the dark ceiling is about to illuminate. This space assumes the structure of a hall with an entry, an intricate floor, and a domed ceiling. But in truth, it is the living space within all minds that holds collective history and records of all the events that have come to pass. I'm seeing beyond this foyer into hallways with towering shelves of books that, if opened, each tell their own unique story. The guardian of this place is truly a keeper, a guide, and a teacher. There is only so much of this vast library of information that can be shown at one time for each seeker, according to each individual's readiness and intention. The guardian will only guide someone through the visions and the memories that are part of their individual story. One will only bear witness to the stories that match their life purpose and will only receive knowledge if they hold the intention of transcending one's limited self. The long journey that we as a race have trod through the labyrinth of unconsciousness has led us on many detours through dark corridors of processing. To come to this library is to be willing to let go of unconsciousness, to free oneself of the weighted past. The elder stands here, taller than the very roof, and yet simultaneously no height or shape at all. His eyes fill the space. just a listener, just a voice. I am just a kneeler and a watcher. I do not have a name, not anymore, for names cannot stand up in this vastness. They have no meaning here. The dark space lights up with pictures, and I relive the memories within the pictures. a wash with water, or so it seems, water as far as the heart can see. We are passing over the surface of the water, moving in a conveyance of sorts. We, the pioneers, are meant to stay here in this earthly realm to explore the dimensions of this place further. I see a molecular grid on the theater screen like a great intricate mandala expanding across the sky. This design is like a blueprint map of our embodiment, of life manifesting into all its forms. The story unfolds 
coming onto this land. The beings that we are cannot exist in the water. Therefore, we are conveyed across the water from the ship, hardly knowing how it occurs. It is not an arduous crossing, and certainly not one designed by us. We are merely passengers, witnesses. It is the earth that takes us, using its currents and its winds. We see the land as a tremendous mound. It is not angular or mountainous, but a great smooth surface rising from the sea. We see the beautiful vibrancy of the water as it thins into shallows. It shows its colors, coming alive as the light penetrates it and causes cascading sparkles. The light is filling the water, coming alive within it, and all the while we are watching this animation of the water's capacity to carry and develop life. We're being told to dive in, to swim, to float, and so we do. As we enter the sea, we feel waves of energy surging through us and animating our bodies. It awakens us to life and we feel more alive than ever before. The soul is always alive. It is always present behind the breath of the universe in a simplicity and a constancy. This feels different, an aliveness of light and the sensation of awakening in our bodies. This is the first immersion, a stimulation of the body after its long passage. It marks a transition from a quiet, passive state that we were in on the journey to get here. We approach this land and we feel it many of us advancing curiously and acutely aware of the encounter between earth and feet. This body feels light, almost as though it could blow away. Upon stepping onto land, there is an instant hunger, a disturbing feeling of unrest. Many are running back into the shallows to just drift, for there they don't feel this hunger, this unrest. Yet even the pull of gravity and the mere exposure to the earth seems to awaken something inside, a yearning, a restlessness, an overwhelming need to seek a solution for the calling as an image in our minds through our connection with Source. We are shown the fruits of this land. All of us are shown exactly what we need to know to thrive. And so we begin to search for the fruits. We wander and disperse. 
we feel a duality within us, an above knowing, like a watching, and a below knowing, the searching for the fruits. The above knowing is instructing us to witness ourselves as we wander all over the mound, taking in our surroundings with simple curiosity. The below knowing, which is linked to the hunger in this body, creates a drive to search, a yearning to exist, and a passion to be in our physical bodies. I remember finding this fruit, and in my present mind, it assumes the shape of a vibrant golden yellow pear. The fruit appears to glow, shining with the potency of its charge. My eyes can see the vibrancy of the life force. The fruit I find is almost singing. I can hear it. Its intensity pierces my ears and my eyes. And when I consume the golden fruit, my body becomes even more vibrant and alive. I'm no longer yearning and seeking, and I am no longer disturbed. I could race and run and spin. I feel filled with laughter and joy. It's almost a sense of madness or drunkenness. Everyone is joyously dancing and running about and absolutely delighted to be alive. We feel a sense like we're running along the edge of a cliff of madness, so heady, so ecstatic, and so strange. Now, in my mind, I see the sun as a point of brilliant light in the endless azure silence of the skies. I hear a message coming down. Find the center of your soul. Find the seat of the sun within the center of this new body and be still. Stop running. Stop expressing ecstasy with wildness. Find the seat of the sun in this body. Be still. We all hear it, for we are transparent to each other and to this guidance. Peace and stillness wash over us, an absolute centered experience of presence and of being. And from this state of peace, we hear the words entering into us. This is your home. This is your place of existence. This is your place to learn how to remain centered in the seat of the infinite that you hold within. This inner stillness is your place to develop strength within this body and maintain a continuous relationship with infinite being while also experiencing being separate from your source. You are the host of this duality. This is the world. This is the realm. The water is largely what your body is composed of. 
to be in the water is to absorb the light directly. And to eat the fruits is to actively receive the light stored in them into your body. Never forget that everyone here is only an illusion of separateness. And that when you are seeing the sun, the light of the infinite on the screen that is your mind, the others see it too. You are not seeing anything that anyone else is not seeing. The apparent separation is an illusion. You are here to sustain a relationship with the infinite sun. Along with these rich fruits, this vast ocean and these babbling streams. You are here to find joy, to embody joy into a continuous state within the center of your being. You must learn how to exist as an identity with joy, not with madness nor ecstasy, but as a self and as a language. You are here to write the language of joy, to experience the infinite within the to express love using the language of your own joyous recognition. You are here to write songs, to tend the fruits, and to magnify the knowledge of existence along with all of these others that you are with and all of the ones that are yet to come. oceans that surround you, stretching on and on. Someday you will move forth from here to find other soils, discover different fruits, and create many communities. And as you go, you will encounter darkness, dark thoughts, impure fruits, harmful ways. Remember, there is a membrane of reception in this brain with a pearly white machine and it has the capacity to receive the universal blue light stream, to receive the knowledge and information of your source. You must seek to maintain clarity of this mind to maintain clarity upon this screen, for it will easily darken. The density in this world slows the vibration, slows the life pulse. You must learn to find the balance. As you seek to fill your hunger, and the yearnings of your physical body, you must only ingest that which does not darken or lower the vibrancy of your being. Avoid pushing this precious body into density, past its point of equilibrium. Take care. Do not follow the dark mind or entertain its whispering. 
know that darkness comes from following hunger too far and becoming ruled by desire. Remember how it drove you forth from the shores in search of fruit? The cravings of your body will bring you much further, far beyond the harmless seeking of fruit. The body will push you to the brink of ravenousness without discretion, for the body has no knowledge of the infinite sun, its very source. It is a crude child of form. You must stay immersed in the stream of light. You must never lose sight of the link between this body and the infinite sun, or be overcome with heaviness and fatigue. If you lose your link, the mind will darken and the body itself will turn to soil. The journey of navigating through darkness is ahead, for now your bodies need very little to live and to prosper in bliss. They will exist in a simplicity woven of light, water, fruits, and song for a very, very long time. The language itself will continue to generate life within your body, and the songs will celebrate the link to the infinite that resides within. I'm stepping away from the voice now, watching the people as they move through their cycles of stillness and attunement. They look like they've been sitting for days in a peaceful stillness with no need to think about doing anything other than simply existing. Then a pulse moves through the body, kneading, calling, and pushing. They rise in search of fruits, stopping to marvel at the plants and to experience the fascinating grains of sand. They explore and play, infatuated with the wonder of their land. They sing to the fruits, the flowers, the trees, the grains of sand, minds begin to function as it observes all these forms and shapes. The mind begins to collect and categorize this physical world. This is an endless time of play and learning and stillness. I'm being brought back now to the darkness of the hall back to the gaze of the elder with the eyes of silver lightning. His eyes show all and hold all. They hold compassion, understanding, sadness, and the question, are you strong enough to see all of that? The one kneeling, me, the nameless listener, does not know how to answer. 